Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, I'd like to ask for your bright attention for the first part before I guide us into the practice. I hope your night was as good as it could have been. And if not last night, then tonight. Um, for those who find it difficult to sleep in new places. And if you slept like a log, I'm happy for you. Okay, so some information first and then we'll guide, I'll guide you in for the practice. Okay. So our first beautiful task in meditation is to cultivate a place to abide. A calm abiding. And in English, this word abiding is quite old fashioned. It comes from the root of the word abode, which means home. An abode is a dwelling place, a place you can come back to, a place of refuge. So our first task is to cultivate an abiding here and now. Where is this abiding? For our retreat, this abiding is the arena of your body, the whole of your body, from just above your head. And please see my hand. So this can be very visceral. It's not abstract. From just above your head, right through the whole space and arena of your body, and a little bit wider than your body, right through to under your feet and the little plot of ground you inhabit here on your seat. From left to right, from in front to behind, this is the place to cultivate the abiding, the abode, the refuge, the home base, how? How do we let this arena become an abiding that we want to come back to? We will say more, but the how is to let this whole arena be filled with your bright attention. And just watch your mind now if it's going, how on earth do I do that? I can barely pay attention to one breath. Don't worry, hear the instruction. And each one of us will develop more and more sensitivity and skill this week in cultivating this abiding. So to fill this whole arena with your bright attention in a way that this abiding is somewhere that is nourishing, somewhere that is restful, some place that is soothing for the agitation of the heart and the mind. 
how does this fit with the path of meditation and freedom? This steadying, this abiding is healing in itself. It is wholesome, it is beautiful, it is nourishing and healing in itself. And it is the fertile ground for insight. The more our attention learns to suffuse our body and the space around the body, it's like tilling the soil. It's like our body is the soil and the ground and the soil becomes workable and malleable. It becomes a place where things can grow and flourish. So this becomes the ground, the fertile ground for insight. How does this come about? How do we do this? How do we fill this body with bright attention? I'm going to say two things. Gently, steadily, we will practice offering our attention to this living, breathing body. Offering our attention moment by moment to this living, breathing body. Steadily offering attention to the breath, to the body. Feeding this abiding, nourishing, investing our attention here and now with this body and the space through and around the body. And number two, we have a very gentle question in the background, very quietly. Is the way I am attending right now, is it contributing to cultivating this abiding, this home base, this dwelling place, here and now? Attention is the key to liberation. What you do with your attention, what I do with my attention, and how I do it, and where I place it, and why I place it there, this is the key to the freedom that the Buddha speaks about and that is possible for each of us as human beings. This attention to be one that leads to awakening must be a voluntary attention, meaning I offer this attention freely to this object that I've decided to pay attention to. I'm not compelled when my attention is compelled to a thought, to a feeling, even to the breath. Probably all of you know that when we kind of just like, oh, just got to get there. And we kind of, we can even be a little compulsive in meditation. When our attention is compelled, it is not free. It is not voluntary. 
So we're training a voluntary attention here. We offer our attention. We have some say in it, actually, where it goes and why it goes there. So I want to say um, one more thing about attention. There's a lot. Attention is incredible gift. I mean, I use the word attention and it can sound like some technical thing we've got going on. Your attention is magic. It may not always feel magic. Sometimes we get into all kinds of dodgy places with our attention, right? It's like we pick up a thought and we kind of park in it and we're churning it over and revving our engine and it's either hell or it's, you know, reinforcing some ideas about ourselves or the other. Yes, attention can get in sticky places, but attention itself is an incredible gift. It can, it makes all the difference. Think of your attention as something that you're going to find out more about this week. You don't know it yet. I don't know the depth and the breadth and the extent and the range of what a voluntary wise attention can do, what it can know, what it can realize, what it can open to. Attention, um, usually by habit, check this out, and I still want you to see because I'm going to use my body to describe it. Attention, when it's untrained, usually, and you can tell me if you find out something else, it usually kind of narrows and parks in the little thing it's got going on, right? So the thought, it's like my attention collapses, shrinks, narrows, it's that thought, and he said that, and I did that, or it's that sensation, I have to figure out what to do with it in my body. Attention will often do that by default. We don't always recognize that's what's happening. We might actually feel very spaced out, we might even dissociate and leave our body but we may see as we develop more awakening, as the, as the illumination here is possible, we will see that even if we've spaced out and gone, the attention will have shrunk somewhere to something, feeling, thought, sensation, and all of the proliferation that can come from that compulsive, compelled attention, right? So we're going to train the attention, and in the first few days of this retreat, we will do this in a very particular way. So in meditation circles, in spiritual circles, you will see from your experience that attention can be trained to three different uh, we could say, three different lenses, three different apertures. If you think of your whole body and your whole awareness like an instrument, like a camera, like a, like a precious seeing instrument, your attention can, and it doesn't have to be compelled, it can be voluntary, can come in really, really close to something. Right, focus really close. 
probably all of you have practiced techniques where the attention comes close. It's different than collapsing, but we decide voluntarily to come very, very, very close up to the breath, to a sensation, right? Just nod if you recognize that, <laughs> so I know you can, okay. If you don't, it's fine also. Also, you will see schools of practice where the attention is uh, trained and it is advised to open it way out, wide open awareness practices. You will often see like awareness like the sky, bright, wide, big, and the objects of attention can arise, but there's a leaning into that wide open awareness. In this retreat, we're going to begin with a middle way that is neither the very close-in attention nor the very, very wide attention. Where is that abiding? That abiding is a middle aperture that is not close-in, that is this body and the space around the body. So hopefully you can see, and you may know this practice, this practice will conduce to a calm abiding here and now, with the body, through the body, in the body, and the space around the body. So today, I'm going to break it down into three things that you can usefully remember. Number one is the intention. The intention of the task today is to bring the attention, let it gather with this lens, this aperture of your body and the space around the body. This is what you will come back to. Every time your attention shrinks, you'll stretch open that awareness, stretch open that lens, that gaze, that aperture to include the whole body. When you're really spaced out and you kind of gone, gathering ourself into this arena of the body and the space around the body. So that's number one, the intention. This is my task today. Number two, to remember the agreement with yourself. So I think I've actually just said number two as well. Number one is simply just the intention, right? The task. Number two is the agreement with yourself that when your attention has collapsed and narrowed, when it's parked, sometimes I see it in my mind like my attention kind of collapses onto a, an idea or a thought and it's like I'm in a car and I've kind of, driven into this little tight parking space. My engine's on and I'm kind of pressing the accelerator and I'm revving the engine and I'm creating lots of fumes in my own mind. When we see that our attention has narrowed and parked, stretch open the awareness back to the whole body and the space around the body. That's number two. And number three, when you have opened that lens again, 
can you linger? Can you find out how to linger in this abiding? What do I mean? And I'll guide us into some ways of practicing that. But to linger is to stay, is to dwell. And abiding, to, to cultivate this abiding, we need to stay, to dwell, to invest our attention there, offer our attention there. And that will be with breath, with allowing your body to breathe into that whole arena and know that you're breathing. As your body breathes out, in that whole space, the space may soften, it may be less defined, and you stay to the end of the out-breath. Okay, so number one is intention. Number two is stretching open the awareness. Number three, can I linger? Can I linger? Can I stay? And of course, there will be discomfort, and of course your mind will wander, and of course you'll park in familiar parking spaces. And you can back out of those spaces. You can include discomfort without narrowing your attention around discomfort, right? The key is attention, remember. There will be hindrances, there will be, you know, won't all be lovely, of course. But remembering we're training the attention today. We're not trying to make our experience and the contents of our mind conform. We're training the attention. Okay. Are you ready? So please, um, yeah, if you need to move a little bit before you sit, move your body. And in the sit in the walking period uh, after the next sitting, and I'll remind you, River will offer more guidance around posture to anybody who could benefit or might benefit from hearing a little bit more and working a little bit more with a posture that will support this abiding, yeah, this cultivating of abiding. Okay, so last thing before you close your eyes, I invite you to, um, trying to find out the right word, the right verb, use your hands, ask your hands, use and ask your hands right now. So bring your hands, because this will support you, most of us, during the day. 
So your hands right now, in conjunction with your body, bring them a little closer in. And let your hands draw the arena of this middle aperture. And try not to do it just from your head down, like, oh, okay, it should be this big and it should look like this. See if you can be sensitive to your energy and your energy body. And it's not a rigid shape, it will change, it will sometimes be bigger. So come to the sides of your skull. <coughs> like your hands, a little wider than your ears. A little bit like big headphones. And see if you can just dwell there, linger there for a moment. And maybe the bones of your skull can know they're in a wider abiding. And see what kind of breath your body would like to breathe right now. If you give it this room if you give your body this kind of abiding and bringing the hands around the front of the face and sensitively down in front of the chest and as you do it, try not to draw it like it's just a pencil line you're drawing. This is a participation with the animal, the live, intelligent animal of your body. Attention and awareness are properties of your body. Right? This is a participation with an incredible creature that we often overlook, busy dragging it around to do our bidding. Bringing the hands down in front of the belly, the ribs, and let your body breathe in front of the lower belly. And then widen them to the size of the hips. You're kind of drawing the circle around and to the back, around the hips, to the bottom of the spine, in front and including the genital area. And let this be roughly a kind of egg shape around the thighs and the knees, drawing under the feet and imagining under the feet that this whole arena, we will learn and become sensitive to how this whole arena can become a calm and nourishing abiding. Under the feet, right up in front of the body, over the head, the back of the skull. 
what you find usually as a human, you can't put your hands all the way down from there. You have to kind of move them at the back. All right. Sense your back, your flanks, your sides. And make this intention with your body that this is the arena where we will train attention and we will find ways to offer kind, steady, bright attention to fill this whole arena so that it can be a calm abiding. for the beauty and healing of that and as a fertile ground for realization. Okay, so letting the eyes close. (coughs) Hands resting. And stretching open, probably for most of us. Stretching open the awareness to gather lightly and kindly. In this middle aperture And don't worry if that is just (coughs) an idea at this point. We will become more sensitive and recognize how. So stretching open that lens. Let the awareness expand to feel, to fill the whole space of your body right now. Just imagine into that possibility that this whole arena from the front to the back can be steady, can be harmonized. and be restful, nourishing. And feel the tone of your own uprightness in that arena. Can you sense your verticality, right? This vertical tone, this uprightness that is awake, Can you sense that you are upright right now from the inside? And from that uprightness, can this whole arena be filled with sensitive attention?
spreading and filling this whole arena. And when your attention is lightly gathered here, can you offer your attention to your breathing body? What kind of breath would your body like to breathe right now? Can you pause and wait for your body to respond? Can you stay steady as your body breathes, breathes in? and breathes out. Offering attention. All the way to the end of the out-breath. Pausing. Welcoming the new breath as she fills you. And you learn to linger. Can we find out what ways of paying attention support us to stay? Don't worry if your attention parks and narrows a hundred times. When you see it, widen the lens. Use your hands. Don't try and do this abstractly. Use the hands to widen the lens. Stretch open the awareness. viscerally remind the whole of your intelligence. Oh yeah, this is my task. This is my agreement with myself. Let me stretch open the awareness respectfully, intentionally. And let my body breathe within that whole space.
So let's practice in this way. And remember it's a practice. It's a cultivation. It's not about nailing your attention to something to keep your mind from wandering. It's not about forcing your attention into tight places. It's an act, a dance of participation of your bright knowing and this living, intelligent body. Stay awake. Let's practice upright and gentle.
And when you notice that your attention has collapsed or shrunk or tightened around something, breathe out, widen the aperture, use your hands. Stretch open the awareness. Your hands can lead and your attention can follow. Remembering the agreement with yourself. And then lingering with your uprightness, filling that whole arena with sensitivity and letting your body's breath arise in that whole arena. Offering your attention to the breathing body steadily, kindly. What kind of breath would your body like to breathe right now?
And where is your attention right now? And for the last minute of the sitting, noticing if the attention has collapsed or narrowed. Stretching open the awareness. And lingering with the breathing body.
want to see if there's any question that you would like to ask about that practice. For a couple of minutes for that. Anything you want clarified? Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I'm really glad that's come up. Yes, it's difficult. <laughs> so um, think of it this way, and this is for everyone. If the direction of samatha, samatha is the Pali word in the tradition for that calm abiding, that sense of the whole body abiding in a nourishing, harmonized way. That's the direction of travel. Okay, think of that as like the, the musician who's learnt to play the symphony or write the symphony, right? And on the way, the musician learns to play scales and learns to play arpeggios and learns to how to play E, and, right? So at times, within, this is the um, direction of travel, this whole body awareness and the space around the body. And at times, you can let that breath in the belly or the chest be foreground, right? And what your task could be is just to see if your attention narrows around the breath in the belly or the chest, or can breath and belly in the chest be foreground and the awareness be wider, and that you're picking up kind of the tone or the vibration or the field of the whole body around that. Like you said, there's tingling there's um, energization. Yeah, does that make sense? Great. So more like, you know, like, um, I'm not sure it's a very good analogy, but like a bullseye, a target if you're playing archery, and then there's something in the foreground, the red place might be the breath in a particular spot, but you have all the concentric circles. You see them all. Your attention isn't just going like to that, to that spot compulsively. Great. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. Thank you. That what? What was a long time ago? Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, you mean when the Buddha. Yeah, thank you. So the concept's an important question. What's the conceptualizing of the body here? So um, let that concept of the body, I would say, be both. It's a container, right, for attention, we could say. It's a, it's a decision we're making to let attention contain itself somewhat within this arena. But that container doesn't have to be like a you know, uh, a storage container <laughs> that's got hard edges and, you know, a metal frame around it. And so what you're raising is important. There's a spectrum and each of us will um, hopefully start to recognize more of this spectrum between what are firmer kinds of sensation. I'm going to kneel up because the body and the demonstration is actually an important part of it, I think. 
So the um, some of us will be more trained and have as a ap- um, affinity to feeling more the firmness of the body, the sensations, the hardness, the coolness, the the kind of meaty side, which is a little bit more like the container side. Some of us in this room will be more trained and have more of an aptitude towards feeling the kind of subtle energy body, as you're saying. All are important. All are important. Some of us will have been trained more in the mindfulness of, got it, got my ground, got my earth, can feel the firmness. Very, very, very important. And that spectrum goes right through to more and more kind of subtle sense of the tone of the whole space and the whole arena. So a little bit like with the first question, we can have this sense of container, but it doesn't have hard edges, right? But we are containing something. We're not just going anywhere, right? There is that container idea that's loose and elastic. It will get a bit bigger at times, a bit smaller at times. It's organic. And within that, at times, we might pick up firmer sensation, right? Hardness, coolness, heat, etc. At other times, that whole field, we can sense the tone, the energization that sort of permeates the whole field, the brightness, the s- right through to very subtle kinds of, um, you know, like a kind of gossamer-like field. All are important. Um, and even more important, is what we're doing with our attention with that. So thank you for asking. Really glad that came up. Okay. So there'll be a chance for more questions with all of us uh, later on. So I'll pass you to your health for the walking practice. And after that, I'll say a tiny bit about the mobile phones. Or shall I do that first? Yes, I shall do that first. So, um, In the beginning of the next sitting, if you would like to, or even if you wouldn't like to, but think it might be a really good idea to practice and bring your mobile phone to the mobile phone relinquishment ceremony, um, we will have a short ceremony here um, for those who wish to make that gesture. And I say it lightly because you're invited and you don't have to do it. So... um, And I want to say that if it's at all in your mind thinking, actually, it would be really helpful. Uh, Either I've never done that before or I have done it and I know it's really helpful or I'm really terrified of doing that. Um, But they say it's a good idea. Let me find out. Do it in the spirit of experimentation. We ask you anyway not to use your phone, but this this is a different kind of gesture of that um, relinquishing. And in the tradition, um, as far as I know, none of us here in this room are monks or nuns. But in the tradition of going, I mean, if you are, I, uh, let me know. But in the tradition of going forth, F-O-R-T-H, in the tradition of going forth into the life of practice, the person makes gestures of relinquishing their attachment to the world. And this is incredible support for their practice. So that will be the shaving of the head and the putting on the robes and the only, not in this, our tradition, not handling money, etc., etc. It can conduce 
to the settling of the mind and the deepening of attention to not just park where it normally parks. So if we want to know something different, a, a voluntary gesture of relinquishing is um, advised, actually. So how you can do that practically, I will put a basket in the notice board area and there will be little pieces of paper, elastic bands, <laughs> I'm doing it all with gestures, like I'm on elastic bands and a pen. Write your name on the paper clearly, um, put it on there with an elastic band and then bring it into the hall and it will be like a 10 minute ceremony at the beginning where people can bring their phone into a kind of ritual basket, we will honor that, ring the bell, chant a little bit. And it's, it's actually a really beautiful thing both to witness and participate in. That, that modern people are willing to let go of their mobile phones is actually quite, um, it's actually quite a big deal for most. If it isn't a big deal for you, I'm happy for you. Um, but it's actually a big deal for most people I know. So, as, as River used the language umbilical cord yesterday. Um, and we can, if we let go of that particular version of an umbilical cord, we can get more roots in um, the mystery, the beauty, and the soul of awakening. Oh, if you want to bring other devices, if anybody's bought their desktop, <laughs> we some did the, the start. Jake said you need a wheelbarrow to take them out. But any other devices, if you've got uh, pad, iPads, and whatever they're called, <laughs> to my age, you can see that. <laughs> other devices, welcome. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, great. So just a little bit wa about walking. Our intention for developing or cultivating this home here in the sphere of the body is really not limited to the sitting posture. It's something that we can cultivate and take with us wherever. And it's really helpful, really, really helpful. So you can do that right now while listening. You don't have to wait until your eyes closed or until you find your walking path. How will it be right now to find this sphere of the body? Just opening, expanding the attention and letting yourself feel how it is right now while listening. So we can do that all the time. And walking is a really good place to practice because it's a little bit more like daily life. And it's open and it teaches, teaches us to do this very lightly while we're seeing, while we're moving and showing that it, that, that it is possible. So the intention is the same. We find a path to walk and we cultivate this home, this um, place to be in the sphere of the body, finding ways to make that pleasant and um, safe for us. In terms of form for walking, if you're not experienced with walking meditation, it's very useful to go out, find the path. The path can be um, like, let's say, somewhere between 20 steps to 60 steps long. You're standing in the beginning 
of the path, take your time, feel the body, establish this sphere of the body. And when the movement comes, you make a step, you can step until the end of the path. I recommend ste uh, stepping or walking a little bit slower than your usual pace. Y you can walk much slower, but you really don't have to. But I would say a little bit slower than your usual pace is probably a good idea, just to keep things not so habitual. Go until the end of the path, pause there, re-establish the, uh, the attention to the field of the body, turn around, come back. For some people, like uh, the question implied, it is helpful to find a center. So in the sitting, the center is very much with the breath. And it, doesn't, it really doesn't have to be like a small or a specific place, but there is a sense of the breath. In the walking, you can stay with the breath or you can use the feet. So there's the sensations of the feet, touching, lifting, moving, touching again. And one nice feature of walking, that walking is actually a little bit pleasant. Yeah, so lifting the foot is a little bit pleasant and moving it is also a little bit and placing it is a little bit pleasant. It's, it's kind of nice. <laughs> you should try it. Um, <laughs> sometimes I, I try. M my idea of having fun is go for a walk and this creates a lot of problems in my, in my couple's relationship with, with my partner. Anyway, um, so see if you can enjoy that a little bit while feeling the whole body, yeah? So this, the, there's this fear of the body and, and you're a little bit enjoying lifting, moving, placing the feet. Just this little bit of enjoyment, it helps this field or this fear feel more like a home. Because it's pleasant, <laughs> basically. Um, so I recommend you do that. And if you feel the body gets tense or tight, then soften it, yeah? In the end of the path, you're standing there and the body, oh, there's something uncomfortable. You can scan the body and soften if there's parts that are kind of stiff or hard. Soften the body, turn around, walk back. Thoughts will be there, emotions will be there. Never mind, it, it doesn't matter. All you need to do is open again, enjoy this whole sphere, dwell in that, see if that feels a little bit comfortable, a little bit pleasant, and when it closes again, you open it again, that's all. I don't think there's more to add. Is there anything comes to your mind? Okay, and enjoy. <laughs> Maybe one last thing, I, I, would recommend for the entire retreat, take the walking seriously. It is as important, as valuable uh, as, as the sitting meditation. So really give yourself to that and, and enjoy that. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.